All right, we're live. <coughs> Welcome, everyone. Today we are going to be talking about NBA playoffs first round. We've seen a little bit of the play-in games. They're currently going today. I have – it's been a while since our guest has been on, and I'm excited to have him on. He's been killing it. He's been busy, and we will get into that. But first, I got to get this out of the way real quick. For those of you uh, that haven't already, check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast. What what is Patreon? Patreon's where people that want to go and support the show and not only support the show, they get extra bonus content, including my daily card emailed to them directly, and they get direct access to me. And starting at five dollars a month is all it takes to get you in. And guess what? You signed up, like uh, my new newest member, Chris. Uh, thanks for joining, Chris. You get. Um, you, you started off three and oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I've got so much stuff going on. I forgot to say too, that, uh, obviously I'm not in the studio. I had to take my daughter to practice. So that's why I'm out in the truck doing this. Hopefully the stream goes through all right. Um, but yeah, patreon.com slash game on podcast. If you want to support the show, I really appreciate it. And you are going to get all my picks for the NBA playoffs all the way through. We started three, and oh. I've got a card that I'm going to put out tonight to my patrons for, the PGA Championship. I forgot that starts tomorrow, but we killed it with the Masters. Um, I might, I'm going to bring on another guy this weekend, probably. Um, he's currently in Disneyland, but Eric, who brought us a ton of winners for the Masters. I'm going to try to get him on for halfway through the PGA Tour. He finds all the great nuggets, and uh, a lot. Of, he's really good at the top five, top ten finishes. Um, so excited for that. But if you want to come help support the show, patreon.com slash podcast. Now, our guest today... Has not been on in a while, but this guy has been busy, including going 58%. It was something 207 wins and 140-something losses, 58% on the season season ATS. You can follow him on Twitter at ChrisRFarley1, Instagram FarleyBets, and also sign up for his newsletter over at theoddsbreakers.com. All of that is linked to the um, info on this on this. Um, stream and i will pin a comment with it too chris how you doing it's been a while man it's been way too long well and i appreciate you having me back definitely been busy not all that is because of gambling and sports betting and writing and all that stuff it's a wedding season for me um which uh should not be as as stressful as it is but i mean here we are uh there's just a t- i guess if you're gonna have like a big fun wedding you just there's a lot of moving parts uh so there's just i've been i've been occupied for sure maintain somehow that that record through the nba it's uh, 359 picks so i appreciate you mentioning that anybody can feel free to audit me at the at the odds breakers anytime anybody um pretty sure it's you know dead on <laughs> uh, well if the if the future missus is watching tell her i say thank you for allowing you giving me some time 45 minutes here to talk some sports and also heavy steps says you've been busy winning that's why you haven't been on. my man i love heavy steps great <laughs> great guy <clears throat> yes, he's great. But well, that's yeah. I mean, you've been killing it over at the Ozbreaker. That's why I tell people I, I always uh, tweet it out and all your stuff. But they definitely should get your free uh, newsletter or article that you send yeah. out every day. I mean, it's it's free. Why not? Worth a check. And I mean, fifty eight percent. It's been crazy. But uh, let's start. Let's dive in since we we've got a limited amount of time. Let's dive in. Uh, I guess let's start. I know we got a couple more playing games left. Let's let's uh, talk about the Warriors and Lakers real briefly because I think it's very interesting. I'm curious curious to get your take on it. Sure, man. So 
Um, first of all, the Grizzlies and Spurs is looking crazy. The Grizzlies are winning 32 to 11, so we might have another team in the Spurs who's barely showing up. I do not think that's going to be the case for the late game. Ooh, I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know where to start. Um, talked about this today on, on my very own podcast, Laying the Points with Farley Betts. You guys can check that out anytime. Spotify, the Ozbreakers, all that. But uh, I just, I, you know, to bottom line it, I think I think we're all sort of underselling a little bit what the Lakers uh, are, are all about and what they're capable of. You know, at the, at the at the start of the season, when they were signing new players like Montrezl Harrell and uh, Andre Drummond and uh, you know just uh, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, the you know uh, according to a lot of the talking heads, right? The Lakers were even better, even more impressive, even deeper of a roster. Um, and then of course. The season waned on. You got injuries. Anthony Davis out. LeBron James out. Hard to get a real grasp of of who they were this year. Uh, but I guess the the thing that I'm saying ongoing is that I think we we need to be careful to not underestimate them. Uh, and I know they're I think they're minus five and a half now. So that line is getting a bit it's getting a bit heavy for me. I took them at minus four and a half at the beginning of the week, and I, I still took my minus five today as well. Um. But so in, in, in my mind, I guess I'll just start the conversation by saying I am I am putting two units on the Lakers minus five. Uh, I love Steph Curry. I think I, I as a person, as a player, uh, best pure shooter in the probably in the history of the game. Um, but the Lakers defense, even with all those injuries, has remained first place in defensive efficiency throughout the year. They're second in points allowed. And, you know, one thing people forget about LeBron is he can he can cover anybody. You know, he can shut down guards. He can shut down big men. And they have defenders all over that court. Um, you know, that even even without LeBron and Anthony Davis, they were maintaining that first place rating on defense. So they're not as, you know, the offensive prowess isn't there as much. But but on defense, they, they've been maintaining that all, all year. And now everybody healthy. What a shocker, right? As as the playoffs yeah. are upon us. LeBron's feeling good. There's not a single injury designation on the Lakers' depth depth chart. Last time I looked, uh, everybody's firing. You know, good to go, ready to go. And as much as I really like the Warriors, it's still the Steph Curry show. And if he's limited, that's a real problem. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is going to be out tonight. That's going to be another problem because he's a great scorer and he can really support Curry. So I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think that the Lakers. Can, Lakers can cover that five-point line if you manage to get four and a half. I like that even more. But uh, I think, you know, I think we kind of forget, even though last year was a COVID year and a weird year, the Lakers are still an exceptional team capable of, of, of you know, doing some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, to me, this was a game that is the Lakers should win. The Lakers should cover. There's a lot of sharp money coming on it. I've kind of chosen to take a different route with this. I think there is a correlation that if you do like the Lakers, you do look the under because that means the Lakers showed up and stopped, stopped uh, um, Steph. I, cause I think, listen, LeBron, he was, there's a couple things. He's very cryptic when he does things. He was pumping up Steph saying that Steph, Steph should be the MVP. Well, he's done this throughout his career because he likes to pump these guys up. So then when he shuts them down tonight, it looks even better. Like, Hey, I'm back. We just shut down the guy that should be the MVP, right? Um, another thing is the Lakers want the two seed. They or not the two, the, the seven seed. They want to play the two seed. They want the Suns. Uh, the Suns have been on an amazing run since even last year into the bubble. 
they're a great team, but that's a tough challenge facing a healthy Lakers team. And LeBron's looking at it saying, we can beat the Suns, and then we definitely match up very well against either Portland or Denver. So this is going to be the easiest path to the conference finals. So I think that's there as well. So they should cover. Me, I'm a little bit of a gambler, if, if you haven't known, hence the show. I'm not taking it. I'm not betting too much crazy craziness on this, but I'm looking at a live bet scenario, and I'm just hoping for it to play out where I think – if Golden State has a chance to do anything in this game, they got to come out hot and early. So I'm looking to bet, and I did bet, um, Golden State on the money line, plus 200. And what I'm hoping for is they come out hot and I get a chance to live bet the Lakers after the first quarter or so, which I know you're really good. You like to live bet a lot, and you, you've had a lot of success, especially on Twitter with um, the live betting. Uh, but I'm looking to live bet. And I, or if I told people um, that follow me, I said, Hey, just, just sit this one out. If you don't have a strong feeling either way, I say either bet the Lakers money line. Cause I, I don't see how they lose. And there is one way that they do lose. And that's if Steph, they just can't stop them. Cause, cause I mean, you can say all you want that you want to stop Steph. Uh, good luck when he's on, on. Um, and I don't think the Lakers can c- compete with the shootout. Um, long story short, I'm going to try to live bet my way into a scenario where I can't lose. Yeah, I think you said something really smart about taking the Lakers and the under. It could be a good parlay to just take the take the Lakers money line and then you know take the under. Then you would have some plus money there. Uh, mm-hmm. At least at least it'd be pretty close to it, at least. Um, but yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, you know the the Warriors are so good. I mean, obviously it centers around Curry, but they're so good at getting open and moving without the ball in their hands. Clay Thompson is a great example of that. Obviously, hasn't been there all year. Uh, but, you know, that famous game where, like, Clay Thompson had, like, 19 dribbles and, like, 44 points or something. Yeah, um, yeah. The Warriors are just I, – I think it, that might be a Steve Kerr mentality too, but they don't – they hustle, they move around uh, for sure. If if their per- perimeter shooting is hot, uh, they could easily take a lead early. And actually, I'll give out a premium pick that I gave um, to my premium, premium subscribers, which is in line with what you're saying, Will – is that I think the first quarter is going to go over 56. Last mm-hmm. time I saw it, it was just 56 flat for a minus 110. Of course, that's on Bovada. But uh, I do. I, I can see the first quarter being, you know, there's a lot of eyes in this game. The stars are pumped up. Excuse me. I'm office, offense, offense, offense. And then I expect the game to slow down. So yeah. there could be a great opportunity here to maybe even take the money line on Golden State in the first quarter. Uh, or, you know, maybe you'll get uh, a nice lighter line on the Lakers, too. Like, say the first quarter ends at, like, 32 to 28 Warriors. Maybe you get the Lakers for minus 150 or something. So, I like yeah. I like the uh, derivative betting look. Yeah, well, I think – because I, th- I could see either – I mean, the Lakers come out and just dominate the whole game right off the bat because they're the much bigger team. They've got the size. The, Lakers, oh, yeah. the Warriors are just too small. So, But I'm hoping that the Warriors come out kind of push it and then LeBron does what he does and makes an adjustment and you know it's tightens up like we get a quarter where it's real tight from both sides major plays is in the house he says oh. Lakers money line all day have it parlayed with the Grizz money line two and a half units he's looking good and he's got a good chance I mean if the Grizz end up holding on he can you know uh uh live bet his way into a guarantee win there too with that parlay you know there's a few, few guys who I enjoy their like video snippets, like I do major plays. I know he's on oh, the yeah. 30, 
the 30 unit vlog, um, dude, he's killing it. And yeah. it's interesting. You're putting, you know, putting it out there into the universe and saying he's going to do it and he's doing it. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to jinx him tonight, but um, I, I love that bet for you major plays. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, him and him and La Pops, they're killing it over there. I love those guys. All right. Yeah. Speed it up here. Uh, we'll stick in the Western conference. We won't talk about uh, one or two. Let's go with uh, Portland, Denver. Then um, I'm doing this all the top of my head. So Portland, Denver thoughts on that. Yeah, very interesting matchup. You know, the, the, the nuggets are such a um, kind of a sneaky team, you know, they, they, um, it's hard to get a grasp on them. I think a lot of people expected them to, you know, start, start, you know, suffering from the loss, uh, loss of Jamal Murray. Uh, if you go way back on Twitter, you, I, I did put something up on Twitter saying, I'm not, I'm not that worried about them because the, you know, they have a commander in Nikola Jokic and I'll tell you, Aaron Gordon fits perfect into, onto that team. I mean, he's, he should have never been like the guy, you know, when he was with the magic or whatever. I mean, he, he's, he's not built for that, uh, but extreme athleticism, uh, great rebounder, great defender, uh, can make, you know, high percentage shots, of course, all day, uh, you know, can dunk on you all day, but he's a great addition to that team. Michael Porter Jr. can, can absolutely score, can, you know, be like a mini Jamal, Jamal Murray. And uh, I just, I can't say enough about Jokic. If it wasn't for Steph Curry's year, you know, he, he probably would be the MVP and he would be deserving of it because mm -hmm. if it, you know, without him, I'm not sure if the Nuggets are, are even close to where they're at. Uh, he just, he has, you know, when we talk about um, basketball IQ, you know, when he, when he's in control of the ball, uh, there's something about him. Of course, it helps that he said. Okay, there you are. Will, you there? Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Uh, it's probably me and my spotty cell service here. Sorry about that to the viewers. The, the damn Northwest uh, service. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just saying, um, you know, Jokic is uh, – you know, the, the way that he's able to survey the court and distribute the ball and facilitate his teammates, he makes everybody better. It's a very, like, Carl Malone, Magic Johnson almost. Uh, I mean, LeBron with the way that he can facilitate, he's, he's, he's very good at it. Uh, mm -hmm. So the Nuggets, I mean, I think the Nuggets are the more complete team. I love Damian Lillard. I wish that he could get a, a championship. But they're so Lillard-centric. And, man, their defense is bad. I think, I think they're, uh, like, 29th in defensive efficiency. Uh, you know, the Nuggets can score points. Now, the Nuggets allow teams to stay in games, and that's a dangerous thing against the Blazers. Uh, so it's it's going to be an interesting series. I'd have to give the series to the Nuggets, but I think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be a – I mean, this the first series are now seven games, right? Because it, mm -hmm. it used to be five games. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, th I think this could be a, you know, five to seven game series. You know, I can, I can see um, Lillard leading his team to a few wins, but – Ultimately, I think the Nuggets are the deeper team. Yeah, and I think um, I think Lillard has to be hot for four games to right. you know, four games in the series for them to win. I don't see it. It's it's really tough to keep that pace, especially like you said. I mean, the Denver's so good. Denver can do multiple things. I see it as a four-two Denver, probably four-two sounds about right to me. You know, Dame gets hot a couple nights. Um, maybe it goes seven, but, uh, I think Denver ends up getting it done. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And if it's at Portland, you know, they're, they play well at Portland. Um, so I could see those two games maybe going to the Blazers, but 
four two sounds good, and you know there's some serious bets out there where you can bet. Excuse me, the exact result. It's not yep. a bad look. Yep, yep, yep. All right, and then uh, God, what's the next one? Clippers. Uh, who are the Clippers matched up with? Um, you know what? We might have um, misspoke because oh no, we didn't. No, it's the uh, the Clippers and the uh, you know I just talked about all these things today, so you would think it would be like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks. Mavs, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I normally have this be in my studio, have it all all planned out here, but you know this is what you get here over at Game On. Sometimes we do it out of the truck and we just go off the top of the dome. Real and, guys uh, doing real shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, the Mavs. This one is interesting to me. I think the Mavs can push the Clippers. Um, this is one I was talking with the odds fathers. I think they can just because the Clippers should win this series just fine, but the Clippers seem to just not show up and it's more so on the Clippers. I think the only problem that I have with this is if the Mavericks try to, and this is why I'll probably wait. I'll bet the first game light, but it might be a lot of live betting these games because there's going to, if the Mavs are going to focus, let's just give it to Luca and he's just going to keep shooting up threes. Then I don't I don't like that game plan. I think the Clippers win the series. Now live betting, if Luca's on, then I'm going to be like, well, he's winning this game for them. I don't know if he can do it four times, kind of like what we're talking with Lillard. But there, you can tell when he's on and and he's he's feeling it. So I, that's kind of how I see it going. Yeah, my concern about the uh, Mavericks is how they play defense. They're pretty good. Uh, you know, the top ten in some categories, but. Uh, ultimately, they're about a mid-tier defense. You know, I keep thinking about that game with the Clippers, where um, it was it was at the Staples Center. Uh, the Knicks were on like their fourth road game. It was it was recent, but the Knicks are able to play such great defense and able to contest shots so well that they really gave the Clippers problems. I mean, you know, the Mavericks aren't the best at that. They're a tough team, but they're not the Knicks. They're not the Suns. They're not the Jazz. The Lakers. Um, so. I just I, I'm concerned all the different skill players that the Clippers have. You know, I think the Clippers are the deepest team in the NBA next to the 76ers and the Lakers. But the Clipper, Clippers, I mean, you know, Beverly, Kawhi, Paul George, um, you know, Rondo off the bench. Uh, you know, they just they're just full of, you know, players who can make plays. And they're and they're, I mean, there's their second lineup would be the starting lineup on some teams, you know. And so this just this this isn't a team that's played all together like all year very often. So that's the one weakness I would say. And they're very shot dependent. They lead the NBA in three point percentage. Um, so they're very dangerous from the outside. But if they go cold or or if their shots are contested like they were against the Knicks in that game, I, I just always think about that game because. Um, well, one because I bet on the Knicks, <laughs> but, but but I was just watching the Knicks do so well. Because all you have to do is force Kawhi and George and some of these key players into tough shots and rattle them a little bit. Because the Clippers run at such a slow pace. So yeah. they need to be so precise in what they do. You know, they're very calculated. You throw them off and, you know, all of a sudden their game plan is like up in the air. Uh, Luka is definitely somebody who could take over a game and do that. Ultimately, I think the Clippers win the series. But it wouldn't surprise me if the, you know, if the Mavericks, again, like the Blazers, stole a game or two. I just I think overall the you know if they if they play well together mostly the Clippers are going to be too much for the Mavericks you know it's it's going to be yeah. interesting you know we're talking betting here so it's going to be interesting how these games are lined 
because mm -hmm. if it's like over six or seven, you know, the Mavericks kind of look good to me in a lot of these games, but I think the Clippers can cover if the Lions are anywhere between three and six. Yeah, that brings me up to two things. One, I think the most interesting thing about these playoffs is none of these big, you know, favorite, heavy favorite teams that, uh, to win it they haven't really played all that much together like the lakers the reason why i think the lakers can come out slow say what you want about lebron and ad they i mean lebron's looking like he's getting back to normal but there's still something about chemistry in these playoff games yep. and same thing with the nets same thing with uh the clippers they have all the talent but they haven't really looked good at a consistent point of the season you know um the potential is there and you don't want to doubt any of them so that's going to be interesting and two um, when you talk about these, where these lines are going to be set for each game, one thing that I made a lot of money off of last year is I really liked the heat last year and I know it was a bubble, but I really, I really liked the heat and starting when they, in the second round, when they played Milwaukee, they were every game, a plus 155 or more underdog, even when they were up in the series going into that, that, you know, fifth game, they were a plus 155 underdog and so i bet them every single time because i thought that they would get it done now i mean it doesn't always happen that way but it's the same thing when they played the celtics in the championship or in the eastern conference championship they were plus 155 so net you know yeah they lost a couple of those games but net net you end up making way more and so i'm just yep. curious and maybe we haven't talked about it yet but just think about it and at the end we if, if there is a team that you like that you think would be an underdog in most of the games that has a chance to win the series that, that you would be looking to alive bet. Think about that one. But uh, yeah, it's just, that's something interesting from last year. And then uh, I think that wraps up the Western conference, huh? Yeah. I mean, we don't know who the one and two will face yet, uh, yeah. but, but just, just as you were talking, I just wanted to bring up the line for that game. The first game, obviously at the Staples center, uh, the Clippers are, are at, minus five. So right, right where I thought. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, interesting, right? Cause that was where I kind of divided uh, which way I would bet. Um, but yeah, plus 175 on the Mavericks. So if you think that's a possibility, what Will's talking about is looking for value and it's something that a lot of people forget. I mean, if you lose a bunch of bets on plus 175, but you win a few, you're, you're just going to gain more money long-term because you're looking for value. So. Well, people don't understand if you bet, let's say you bet five games, of that series and you get plus 175 on all of them you only need two of those five to win like they only need to win two of those yep. five you could even stop at four if you hit two of four or even two of three you've automatically made money uh, major plays sports betting uh he goes have to take nick's nuggets and heat to win this or win their series haven't weighted them yet but it's where he is looking I was going to try and do his voice when I read that too, but I, it's not going to be as, as cool as Come what on. I did. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like that. Um, I mean, wow, I disagree. The, he, he said he has the well, Knicks got, in the first round. He's got the Knicks. Well, let's just dive over to there. Cause I mean, that's where we're headed. So uh, uh, yeah, Knicks, Knicks uh, Hawks, right? Yep. I'm on the Knicks in that one too. As far as the series go, you know, this, these are going to be close games. The line is a minus two so far. Uh, but you know, Knicks have home court advantage. How cool is that? You know, Madison wait, wait, Square Nick, Garden Nick's, is Knicks favored. Knicks favored. Yeah, by favored two. by okay. two. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Hawks are Hawks are a really sneaky team. They're a really solid yeah. team. They're they're like good at everything. The thing about them is nothing like jumps off the page. They're not like really great at anything. Uh, and but it's going to be an interesting matchup. I don't know what the series split was between these two teams, but 
I mean, Clint Capella is a monster in the front court. He like averages 14 rebounds a game. Uh, but you know, Julius Randle's not going to be intimidated by that. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you know, Trey Young can make any shot, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Knicks are the better team too, and the more spirited, motivated team probably. You know, none of these, a lot of these players don't have any experience here, so it's you know going to be interesting to see how uh, a lot of these young players handle this spot. But um, I'm on major place. So I have that one. I'm looking to the Knicks to win the series, but I, but this this is going to be a pretty testy series. I think you guys are right, and it, it goes this this kind of goes against my theory though, because like why I was on the Pacers last night was uh you know as much as we love you know these these teams that come up like the Knicks who haven't been there for a while the NBA is really a baby step league and not like a big leap league even when the yep. Warriors were coming up I mean the first yeah they knocked off a one seed but then it took them a little bit uh, you don't really make leaps and so. It's not, you know, usually when you get a team that hasn't been there in the playoffs, they usually don't go as far as people think, especially when the public's backing them here. But then again, you got, you know, the Hawks who haven't really done much all, all of late either. Um, I guess you could arguably say more than the Knicks, but uh, I am more of a contrarian. If the whole public's going to be on the Knicks side, I will probably look to try to find value in the Hawks where I can. Um, but I, I, I probably, I lean towards what you guys are saying with the Knicks winning that one. Yeah, it's a good point too. If the Knicks go up like two games to zero, goes to Atlanta, that line could go up. You know, public public definitely loves the Knicks more than the. I mean, the Hawks are such like a quiet team, but they're good, you know, and they just don't get a lot of attention. Yeah, quick, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, quick live update. Comeback City, uh, forty-one to thirty-nine. Spurs only down by two now. Wow, wow. But that's very typical Grizzlies. How's, how's the over looking? Feel good. Well, 80 points with seven minutes left in the second. So oh, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should get to like 110 points at least by the end of the half. So it's looking – we're you know, we're right there. Yeah. Depends okay, with the good. third quarter. Yeah. Or if they end up just scoring here, here, you know, I mean, they could get 40 more points in this, in this oh, for uh, sure. quarter. For sure. Interesting. All right. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, you know what's going to be interesting too is the, you know, actually playing and having a home court. And, and that's another factor. I know something I talk about with the NFL, like having fans back, how that's yep. going to change a uh, huge, huge deal. Even if some of these stadiums only have, uh, you know, partial fans in there, um, it's going to be different. It's going to be a lot different than the bubble. I think that's also why in the bubble uh, last year, we did see, like I said, with the heat, every game, they were an underdog. And I feel like if this was a normal if that would have been a normal year, the heat would have been favored in some of those home games. Cause like you said, if a team goes down Oh two Vegas knows like, Hey, we're going to, you know, make them a slight favorite. Cause people are going to start betting the Knicks, right. Because they're up two Oh, knowing that the Hawks more than likely are going to, you know, going to probably pull off that game three. Yep. Yep. Depending yeah, on how the series goes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it made a difference last night. I, I kind of, I, I, I downplayed, the difference that that was going to make for the Celtics that that crowd what I mean I guess there was like what like I don't know 5,000 people there it sounded like there was 40,000 people there <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it made a difference especially when you're not used to it right well exactly right which, I which mean you, not used to it. it's been a year you know yeah what you commented on you're going to look at this year for the NFL it's an interesting study yeah yeah especially week one um okay so let's do the heat bucks I mean I know some people, and I heard I was listening to the the um, the herd, 
and Cowherd's all over the Bucks to win the East this year. Mm. I don't know what gives people confidence with the Bucks because I don't. I mean, how many times do we have to see them do this to this uh, us every year in the playoffs, right? Like, yep. And if there's a team that could get scrappy with them, it's the experienced Heat. Now, I might just be falling into a trap because of what Heat did last year, thinking they're gonna history's gonna repeat itself and they're gonna go on and run this year, but they don't match up poorly with the Bucks. Uh, I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah, this is. Um... I, I love this series. This might be my favorite like opening series because I love the Heat. I love the way they play. I, I think they're like the anti-Bucks, right? Like the Bucks have like the one god on their team who has like a two hundred million dollar contract or whatever. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, two hundred five. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me those. Give me that five million there, Giannis. But um, yeah, just like so, it all centers around him, and you know, it it, it should. Because he's such an incredible athlete and once-in-a-generation talent. I mean, it takes him three steps to get from half court to the rim. But the Heat are so resilient and so tough. And there's no no one ego on the Heat is too big. Jimmy Butler is for sure their leader. And, and he's old school and he yells at him and he curses at other. And I love that. You know, like they, the Heat are a great name for them. They have a lot of fire. Bam Adebayo is getting better and better, more and more battle-tested. Uh, you know, Tyler Hero kind of coming off the bench this year, but I love the Heat as a team. And, and, and like mentally, and as far as like intangibles go, like just being battle tested and ready, to me, the, the Bucks are kind of soft. You know, they, yeah. they, they buckle when Giannis is not holding them up. And we've seen it before, right? It's the same story as always. The Heat, the Heat don't buckle, the Heat stay in games. The Heat might not win games, but they at least stay in games. And I, I could totally see, talk about another plus money opportunity. The Heat are not going to be favorites in any game of this series. Even if they're up 3-0, they probably won't be the favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then this this glares for me you know, of, of a series that we can take advantage of some plus money. I could see the Heat kind of feeling them out, lose game one, whoop up on them in game two, and then you're going back to Miami for two games. I mean, that's going to be tough for the Bucks especially with fans down there, uh, the heat, some people, uh, you know, the heat be like, Oh, look at their record. Look what they did this year. Well, half the season, they just weren't healthy. And right. then, you know, down the stretch, they've gotten healthy. They've started getting together. I mean, hell, we saw Haslam for the first time the other night and that was fun <laughs> getting ejected. And, Oh man. I mean, it's just, I, you got to say something about Eric Spolstra down there, what he can do yeah. with his guys. Um, if they can get a couple of the role players to be on and Butler, you know, he'll show up, he'll do his part. Bam yep. will be there to do his part. Uh, maybe we see a little, a little, uh, you know, the, the, ex- the experience they had last year, you know, maybe they, they find that chemistry again. I don't know. I think they're worth betting. It's definitely going to be some of those. I mean, there's a lot of these games. I, I feel like, and this is an educational thing for people just because there's a, a game on like these playing games doesn't mean you have to have a pick on the game. You don't have to try to find something. Like I told my followers, like, I'm not going to have any player props during these playing games because you don't know. You don't know. It's one game. It's not a series. It's a different way to bet it. I almost didn't make a play for the Grizzlies um, uh, Spurs game because I'm like, I could see the Grizzlies blow them out. I could see the Spurs, you know, catch fire and blow them out. And so it kind of led me to eventually make a pick on the total. But a lot of these, you don't have to make a pick. You can stay away or like, 
I, I've tried to find, I, you can make a lot of money live betting if you do it right. You know, Chris, you, you've been doing it on, you, you go, hey, this scoring is not going to keep up at this pace. I'm live betting this next quarter under or the reverse. And you, you hit a good, a good chunk of those. And people, you know, on your Twitter page, they know you. I mean, you get a lot of uh, responses on that. Yeah, I'm, I really curious, I'm curious if you want to tell people, too, like, uh, is there anything that you like to specifically look for when you live bet like that, those basketball games, other than just ridiculous scoring that you think can't be maintained? Or is it what, like, what's your uh, what's your go to? Yeah, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. And and I don't count those live bets towards my record overall in NBA. If, if I did, I think it would help it. You'd be over uh, 60. You'd be over 60 <laughs> percent. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, um, you know, basketball is such a rhythm game. And, you know, so I, I come in there with expectations, you know, so I, I already know uh, the uh, tempo that a team plays with, a team like the Wizards or the Bucks or the Warriors, you know, or the Pacers, the Pacers second half of the year are like one of the fastest teams in the NBA. Uh, I don't, I don't care how, how high the uh, total is for the uh, Pacers and Wizards game. I will be hitting that over. If it loses, it loses. If it loses, it loses, but they play so fucking fast, both of those teams that I just don't see how it doesn't go over that. But anyway, you know, I, 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 I come into it knowing the tempo of play, but then, you know, if you see, if you see teams, just uh, the rhythm is off. Um, you know, it's. I mean, I I abide by that thirty thirty rule. So good offenses that play at a high pace will score uh, over thirty points a quarter or close to it at least. Um, you know, defensively minded teams will will score around twenty five. You know, but but that you know that really fluctuates. So you just it's like the stock market. You know, you look mm-hmm. for an opportunity if it starts off slow. Like if we see Golden State. And LA here at ten o'clock on the East Coast, seven o'clock West Coast. If we see that start off and the score is like four to two, you know, with nine minutes left in the first quarter, that line is going to go down to like fifty-two, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a great opportunity to hit that over. Mm-hmm. Um, or just you know the rhythm at the end of a quarter, you know, you can sort of tell if 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 you know if the players are starting to, you know, feel themselves, make shots, especially if they started off cold. Usually that's going to continue, but the the interesting thing I think I think the thing I try to pick up on most is the third quarter. Check that out, guys. Like like look at the third quarter of every NBA basketball game at halftime, and it's usually the antithesis of what the second quarter was. So the second quarter or the first half was really high scoring. You'll see a, a, like a mystifying line in the third quarter that's like 54, 55, uh, and you'll be like, why the hell is that so low when they just scored sixty five points? Um, uh, many times it, it hits under or the opposite. If the game's going slow, it'll hit the over in the third quarter because adjustments are made at the half. Uh, you know, whatever was happening is not working or if they're in the lead and they've been scoring a lot of points that, you know, they tend to pull it back. I mean, it just, there's always adjustments at halftime and the books are all over it and they trick you a lot because like if they're scoring 65 points a quarter between the two teams, you're not going to want to, pull an under bet on like 54 and a half. But I'm telling you that bet, I, you know, I don't have the data on it, but just anecdotally that bet hits a lot. So I look, those are just a few things I look for. Yeah. Two things that I, I like what you said there. Uh, one was that you basically look for anomalies. You go, this is how this team plays on average. Yep. And if they're way above it, if they're scoring like crazy, I'm, uh, they can't keep that. Or if they're way underneath, we need to bet the over. I like that. Um, or just like, like uh, it was um, 
third quarter last night in the Wizards Celtics game. Uh, Celtics came out first three shots were threes and they made all three. And like with because I was on the uh, under in that game and it looked like the under was going to hit very easily. It still did, but like so I'm keeping an eye on the total and I look. I go there hasn't even been 90 seconds left and you know Celtics have nine points and the Wizards have two. I go we got 11 points in less than 90 seconds and I look it's because they hit all three threes and it's like that's not going to continue. They're not yep. going to keep. You know, so, you know, good opportunity to look there. Another thing is people need to know just because, you know, just because, you, like you said, it's 4-2, nine minutes left, you're going to go hammer the under. You got to make sure that you're still getting good value. So you got to – it comes with experience of live betting, but you got to make sure that you knew what the – where the – let's say it was at 60, right? If it's only down to 58 – you're not really getting much value there, right? I mean, you you've gotta you've gotta know that. Oh my God, there's nine minutes left. Here's how many points it would take to get to there. What's the odds of that? And so, you know, maybe it's fifty six and a half is where it's at, and that's where the value should be. But there, your book is giving you fifty eight. What people don't understand is a lot of the times, unless it's like a big standalone game, like a national championship game, finals game, whatever. A lot of these uh, books, they just they outsource their live betting stuff to um, third party, which is just algorithms. So if that's the case, then yes, the algorithm will see, oh my gosh, there's four points, two points, this much time, it should be down to 52 or whatever, let's say, should be the new total. And then you're thinking, oh, that is not what the pace of play with these guys are. I'm going to hit the over now because, uh, you know, statistically these teams are more in line to this pace and this amount of points. Little things yep. like that that I should probably do a standalone video on and better explain it now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, what, what do you think? What do you did I miss anything there? That was a lot of great points. I loved what you said about the algorithms. That's so true about big public books. Uh, you know, there's no one behind there like strategically. You know, the putting the putting out live bets. It's all an algorithm. Unless it's like the Super Bowl or a national championship game, sure. then the books would yeah. be like, I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, We'll assign a team to do this, but they don't do sure. it for every game. Like, like yeah. you know, even the first round of the playoffs, you got, you know, five NBA games on or whatever. They're not doing it. There's just going to be a third yeah. party standard algorithm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I guess the only other thing that I would, I would include is, uh, you know, usually come playoff time, just like in any other sport, you're going to see more unders uh, or just going to see lower scoring, I should say. So it doesn't, it, it might not hit the under because the books might adjust, but you know, already we're seeing, you know, the Pacers and, and Hornets game was in the 260s, I think. I mean, uh, not that's not going to hold up for every team. And that's I think it's most important to, you know, I was talking about this in my podcast with uh, Kiev last week at the Ozbreakers, is, you know, have a narrative in your head to know what to expect from these teams. And then, like Will said, if there is value, so, you know, don't just bet it blindly. But if there's value and the and the books are a little behind on what you think is potentially about to happen, that's that's where you make your money, you know. And and a lot of the times too, I would say the second at the end of the second quarter, especially there's a there's usually a ton of scoring at the end of the second quarter. I mean, let's you know let's see if this holds up. I don't know if we're gonna we're probably gonna end this podcast before it's over, but you know there's three minutes and twenty three seconds at the end of the second quarter, and uh, the uh, in the Grizzlies and Spurs game, there's 94 points scored. So you know, usually three minutes is about 15 points scored. Um, so it should it should make around 110. But in three minutes left, uh, I don't know what the line is right now, but I'd be willing to I'd be willing to bet that it will go over 110. Now, of, of, of course, 
you know, that could, you know, I'm just yeah. saying that and I'm not actually betting it. So it's easy for me to say, but in the final three minutes of play in the second quarter, teams want to go into the locker room um, on a high. So they usually push the pace a little bit. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've lost um, this season in the NBA on um, a total that an under looks guaranteed with 46 seconds left. Yep. And I'm, I'm not kidding. We're talking double digits points in 46 <laughs> seconds. Oh, I've been there. Just, oh my God. That, or just like in this game, we saw how many times have teams come back where it's a good opportunity to lie bet. I mean, the Spurs were down almost 20 points at one point, you know, yeah, over 20 points. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and now it's, it's a competitive game. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, yep. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I can't bet the over in the Pacers uh, Wizards game. I, I know it's going to be somewhere around 250. I can't bet the over or the under. And uh, all of you guys that can bet an over on 250, you got some stones and more power to you. <laughs> but uh, I just, ugh. yeah, I don't think Even it's quite it's there yet. I saw it. I, I saw it at 241, which I didn't mind. Um, let's okay, see. okay, that's that's not bad. I just yeah. Because, oh, it's down to 238 and a half now. So. It's you know it's being bet down because you know, probably the sharps in the playoffs. Um, but I'm t- I mean I'm I'm just gonna not blindly bet, but I know what I expect from these teams. It's not going to be a two to three unit play, but it'll be one to one to one to one and a half um, because it just the Wizards and Pacers have shown us just how fast they play. It doesn't it almost doesn't even matter how many you know how how efficient they are on offense because they move up and down the court at such a blinding speed. It's like how can you not score six to seven points per minute if if you're you know every every possession is ten seconds? I mean it's well I, you know. I was thinking because just you know they played just a couple of weeks ago within six days of each other and oh I mean it went two ninety and two eighty something right like just oh, I mean granted one of those was overtime but still yeah. I mean it, it still hit the over before overtime and push it so I'm like well the over under in the last one was two forty eight I'm like I don't I'm like unless I go if it's two fifty I'll probably have to bet the under because yeah like. Like, hence why they put it down there was because playoff time, um, just expecting them to get tense at one spot. But still, I don't know. I can't, uh, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Atmosphere, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, they don't, they don't, neither team is interested in playing defense. Right. I mean, it's but then how much, but then, but then how much are, are the Pacers, uh, deflated from the game last night? Because, you know, they had to have known the public was on their side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. And this is going to be at Washington, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, you know, they're not going to be – I think so, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah they're I mean, the not, higher seed. Yeah, so it's not it's not in their home court anymore. So it's it's going to be interesting. You know, the Pacers used to play defense, too. I, not, not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, is there anything – got a couple minutes left. Anything you want to uh, – that, that we didn't cover that you want to talk about in the NBA? Did I miss anything? Man, I just did my second – Western Conference. Uh, I did a Western Conference playoff preview today, so my mind is like, it's like. Let me ask you something. <laughs> let me ask you something. Uh, do you think the, uh, the the Sixers? So I, I bet the Sixers. I put a couple units on them yep. at plus like four fifty to win the East, a, like a month ago. Because I was looking at it, I'm like, they got a good shot at getting the one seed. If they get the one seed, I like it. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean they will. But what, what do you think about the Sixers? Yep, my um, excuse me, Eastern Conference uh, preview. I did like percentages of how likely I think that each team will get to the finals, and the, and the Sixers were in the lead for me. I think they have a twenty five percent chance, the best chance out of anyone in the East. 
Um, it doesn't sound like a high number, but just, you know, it all adds up to 100. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Sixers are the most complete team. I think, uh, you know, they, they play well on both sides of the ball in the East. Uh, probably a little biased. I, I, don't, I don't like Brooklyn. But, you know, historically you don't find a team with a defense as bad as Brooklyn that gets into the – excuse me, that gets into the finals. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Um, so, you know, when the Sixers are all, are all healthy, I mean, they held up their team without Embiid, without Simmons at certain points, without Harris at certain points. Uh, and they and they remained a top three defense. They remained in first place in the East. Uh, this is a, a talk about a deep team. I mean, the 76ers are a deep team uh, on their bench, uh, shooters, defenders. If the Sixers just don't choke, you know, if they don't miss like 80 shots in like m- multiple games, uh, you know, I think the Sixers, I think it's, I think it's paved for them better than most years. What I like about them is um, I was nervous at first because it looked like the Heat were going to be in the four five spot, and, uh, and they might. I didn't like. It. I thought the Heat could beat the Sixers. I thought they could yeah. bring it to the Sixers, and so. But now that they're not, you know, I mean, they get whoever they get in this first round that they should beat, and then they get the winner of Atlanta and the Knicks. I don't think either of them uh, can really realistically beat them in a series so then that's that's why i like them because they just got to get through either brooklyn or milwaukee milwaukee you know on paper um that they could lose to either of them but i think they have a shot that they could also beat either of those teams so we'll see what's the score of the game what's the score of the game I lose you. Starting, yeah, starting to lose you a little bit here. Okay, are you back? I'm back. I'm back. Okay, I was gonna. I was just asking, what's the score of the game? Yeah, it's it ended. So I stand corrected about the total. Of the first half ended at 105, 56 to 49. Uh, but in, in but this it it still happened. You know, the pace increased. There's a ton of shots taken in those final three minutes. There's just a ton of missed shots. Yeah. Uh, but it was the pace definitely increased. But this is an example too. Um, here, I'll you know what I'll I'll show the camera too if they want. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little money on 56 and a half third quarter going over uh, because the um, only 48 points in the second quarter. The Grizzlies only scored 18 points. Spurs scored 30. Pace uh, heightened at the end, but they were missing shots. So I I think. I think the rhythm. I think the pace continues, but uh, some more shots fall in in the third quarter. So I'm going to go over 56 and a half. There you go, live bet right here on the Game On podcast. Let's go, Will. And here's another bet for people. If you put, I put, I'm not going to hedge it, but if you put a good amount on the over for the game total, if you kind of want to hedge it. You could place an under on the third quarter because if it goes under in the third quarter, you're probably uh, not hitting the over in the game. Yeah. Um, so you could, if you just wanted to hedge a little bit, that that's one way to do it. Um, or at least how I would look at it. Uh, okay. Well, Chris, thank you again for coming on. This was fun. We're going to have to do it more. I know you're busy, but whenever we can get you on and as the playoffs progress, it's, it's just, it's always fun. Time always flies by way too fast. Everyone can follow him at Twitter, Chris R Farley one Instagram at Farley bets, go to the oddsbreakers.com, sign up for Chris's, um, letter also all those it's just a great site all those guys are great i i haven't met in or talked to any of them but they all retweet my stuff and like my stuff so 
they're all great guys over there and very supportive. And Chris is just killing it. And we're happy for him and happy to have you on, Chris. And I'll let you uh, end it and talk about your podcast, however you want to end the show. Thanks so much, Will. You know, the, and there's not a day goes by, I'm sure your listeners and viewers know, that Will does not, and that he's not all over Twitter, all putting out his stuff, videos, podcasts, uh, information. So, Will, congratulations just on all the hustling you're doing. In this, in this industry, there's, you know, a lot of fly-by-night guys, and then there's guys and girls who are not afraid to put in time long-term. Um, mm-hmm. So kudos to you, man. Just keep it up. We're all in this together. But I appreciate all your kind words. Yeah, I um, I do have a, a podcast called Laying the Points with Farley Betts. That's this is my name on, on Farley Betts on Instagram and Twitter. I think if you search for Farley Betts on Instagram, my name will come up too because it's uh, Chris R. Farley. One is my handle, but at Farley Betts is like, the other handle or something. I don't, I don't know. But um, all my articles every day at theoddsbreakers.com. I'm running a lot on MLB. Cannot wait to write in the NFL as that as that nears. Oh, Cannot wait to talk to you about the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be writing all throughout these playoffs. Um, get married here in three weeks. But, Will, I promise let's get one more podcast at least yes. before I get yes. married. And then I, I'm telling you, once, once the ring is on the finger and all this pop and circumstances is – is over with, you know I'm gonna have more a little more space. Uh, okay. I tell I tell my guy the Ozbreakers that too, and obviously I'm I'm keeping up, but but um I'll just be a little more of a human. And so I, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's always a great time, and I sorry that I had to uh, cut it a little short, but this was uh, efficient. Was yeah, this was good. This was good. I liked it. I will. Um, so I all these clips. I still need to go back and do the the Odds Father one. All these uh, videos I turn into audio for the podcast. Um, so I will put this on there and then I will take your link too. So I'll link the, um, afterwards I re-edit the videos and I'll put a link down to the podcast for this, but I'll also put your podcast in there too. So people can check out laying the, uh, laying the points and, um, be able to just awesome. link straight to your Spotify account there. And, uh, yeah, it was great having you on and I know everyone, uh, just enjoys it and Hey, good luck with the wedding and everything. I know I'm going to have you on before then, but. Just deep breaths. When it gets there, it's going to fly by. It's going to go by way too fast when it actually happens. Absolutely. I can't give me one hell of a party. Cannot wait. All right, everyone. Hey, until next time, we will, you know, that's what I was going to say too, Chris. Um, It should be coming up probably sometime this summer, but I think this will be episode 91 of the podcast. When I get to episode 100, I think I kind of want to get like, just a bunch of us guys on if we all can work it out and maybe yeah, the band back good, together, yeah. yeah maybe it'd be some good topics to talk about but it'd be just a fun fun uh stream fun little podcast uh i was debating whether i wanted to just make it an actual podcast instead of a video or if i wanted to just bring everyone on i think it'd be more fun bringing everyone on and, and talking and and doing it that way but uh yeah so keep an eye out for that everyone uh, you can always find me anywhere where you get your podcasts, YouTube here at Game On. Hit the subscribe button. Really appreciate it. That's growing. We need to get to 1,000 before football season so we can do some monetization and get some better stuff going for you. And also, if you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash Podcast. Everything I get from there from you guys, I give back to you by putting it into the show, putting it into everything. And also, um, I just give you guys as much great content as I can uh, on there, little bonus stuff. But uh Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, good luck and game on.